Thank you for downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and give us a rating and review on iTunes. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. This week on JBT Pod, Covington is getting paid in Philly. We'll be discussing his recent contract extension. And we'll be discussing the recent injuries to take a toll on the league. And Giannis is out here signing frying pans? We'll be discussing what's the next item to be signed. And in another edition of the Busick Manuel scale, we'll be touching on Ben Simmons' rookie year. As well as the Celtics finals chances and Charlotte's playoff chances. So shut up, sit down, because JBT is about to begin. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, from wherever you're listening across the world. Welcome to this edition of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. My name is Nick Busink, and I have really bad hay fever this morning. Bit of a residual cold, like just, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's all going downhill, mate. Are you ever healthy, Nick? Like, it seems like every single week there is something wrong with you. There's some physical ailment that befuddles you. I'm just, I, I've actually been a mess lately. <laughs> so bad. Hopefully my life will turn around soon, but you know, I'll be, life I'll has be given me soon. no indication of that. I will be. I'll be home soon. I'll make it all better for you. Oh, mate. thanks. You can you can tuck me in at night. Um, and with Cute. me today, on this episode 2.6, we have the J-Man, Jack Emanuel. How are you? I'm very swell, Nicholas. Looking forward to another smashing episode of JBT. Smashing. What have we got ahead? Smashing. Um, all right. Solid banter. Let's kick off with some news, shall we? <laughs> Let's do it. We don't... Nice, mate, and, we... nice and brief. <laughs> like my underwear. Um, hours before the Sixers tip off uh, against the Lakers in LA, news broke that Philly and Robert Covington have agreed to a four-year, $62 million extension. Jack. Money. Money. Getting paid. Um, thoughts, Jack? Like it a lot, Nick. I think mm. it benefits both parties. Um, we had a chat before we started recording about the fact that it's almost a bargain deal for, for the Sixers because the production that Cummington's giving them right now, he's the ideal third man alongside Simmons and Embiid. Um, the prototypical 3-and-D wing. He is one of the elite three-point shooters, an absolute elite one-on-one defender in that three position. Uh, he can slide down, slide up to the four as well. Uh, he's playing inspired basketball. Um, he's been a big part uh, why they've been so successful in the early parts of this year. And he'll be a big part um, of a hopeful playoff run in the future. But uh, good on him um, because he was an initial signing by Sam Hinkie and he was just sort of like a fill-in guy. One of those uh, hashtag process guys and he just seemed to to fit in. He was a lucky one. Um, You know, not many of them have stuck around in that Mm. time since the dark days of Philly. But uh, kudos to Robert Covington and he's going to have a massive year and he's going to be a big, big part of um, the Sixers' future. Not only this year, but for years to come. Yeah, I definitely, definitely like what he's um his this contract. I think it's very cheap for him, um, and like you said, he's been a very important part of this strong Sixers start. Um, 
one of those guys who I hadn't looked up stats for, but watching him play, you know, you can see his impact and see how good he is on the court. Actually looking yeah. up his stats, his shooting split is 49, 48, 82 or 83. Jeez. That is extremely good. Like it's it's not going to lie. It look the, it's the 48 three from 3. That is that is crazy. Everything else is 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 still very very good though. Yeah. And I mean if he can even maintain that number at around the 40 range, which I think he can. Um I think he can maintain his status as one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA mm. alongside a JJ, a Kyle Korver and stuff. And if he can hover, if he can even like stay around a 42, 43 range, then he's going to provide elite spacing for, for guys like Ben Simmons and just make life a whole lot easier for him, as he already has, because Ben Simmons has been dominating. And I think Robert Covington, JJ Redick, um, those guys have been able to allow him to play his own game. But... Uh, there's been some disappointing injury news yet again, Nicholas. Um, Mike Conley is out indefinitely with the heel and Achilles injury. Um, also, we mentioned to you guys last week about D'Angelo Russell's injury. Uh, he has now had further arthroscopic knee surgery, which will keep him out for a large chunk of the season. No timetable has been set just yet. Uh, it's Injuries suck, Nick. Not, I hate it. Not to mention, I'm pretty sure that Fultz was said that I think they're adding another few weeks onto him. Um, yeah, they're reassessing him in yeah. three weeks, I think it is. Just yeah. call him for the season. Just This is painful, just seeing every month. Oh, yeah, Fultz is out for another month. Fultz is out for another month. A few more weeks and another month. Uh, anyway, on the, other, on the other two, when will Mike Conley just get a break? Like, this, yeah. this, I feel so bad for him. Every year, every year, it is... Mike Conley, one of the most underrated point guards in the league. And it's true. But injuries have absolutely crushed him. Like, when will he make his all-star? Because he's worthy. He's wor- I believe he was injured last season as well. That's why he didn't make it. Yeah. I just... I, I oh, think- man. I just feel so bad for someone who is that good. Um... It's heartbreaking, mate. I injuries it, suck exactly it, like you said. It, absolutely, and and the thing is, Nick, I had a chat to uh, to Nick and Corey on the OTG pod about the injury, and I think it was an, an ongoing problem because the numbers that Conley was putting up were some of his career worst um, in terms of from the field points per game, assists per game. So it was certainly an ongoing niggling issue that just had to be sort of remedied. Um, right now, it's going to really affect the Grizzlies, who are now on a five-game losing streak. Uh, they're only a percentage uh, ahead of the Thunder, like points four. Um, so they're, they're hanging on for, for dear life with that eight spot. Um, but the Thunder are coming up, but they're at the exact same seven and nine winning record. So um, I'm sure that they're bound to drop out, which is, which is a shame because um, they, they had a really nice start. Um, and just injuries, as they tend to do, have crawled uh, not only them, but plenty of other teams in the NBA. Memphis seemed to be screwed with that a lot because um, Conley went out last year, and I was saying Gasol. that this, this, yeah, this would um, greatly impact their playoff chances. I, I, I believe he disagreed with me, and at the end, it worked out okay. But it just seems that the Grizzlies seem to get screwed every yeah. single time. Yeah. I mean, you think of um, all the all the issues with Parsons as well. Um, yeah. 
there's there's nothing really more to say. Um, like you said, they're on a they're on a five game losing streak. They just lost to the um the, to the Blazers, uh, which was hard, but that was without um without Conley, and I I I think that they've got a few more losses teed up without um Conley. He's a very he's a very important part of that uh Memphis uh, outfit. And after starting so strong, it's 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 hard it's difficult to see them falling like this. It's like the Clippers. I feel really bad for the Clippers right there. Yeah, and injuries have hurt them as well with, with Gallinari and and uh, Taylor Dosich. But um, it, just quickly on Russell's injury, Nick, I don't want to spend too much time on it because we talked a little bit about it last week. Uh, obviously, we thought he would come back earlier. Did a bit of research. Arthroscopic surgery tend to leave the player out for two to three months. Um, those are the average times. So he will be back before the end of the season. But it just sucked because he was playing the two games um, before the injury were literally his two best games um, that he, he played. Um, his efficiency was quite good. He was The three ball was looking nice. The, the turnovers were down. So the timing kind of sucks. But um, for those that haven't seen, take a look at his Instagram. He tweeted a nice... Uh, he, he shot out a nice little picture of him watching the boys um, taking on the Jazz where we had a nice win. So, And Spencer did when he asked the game, said that we wanted to win it for, for, for D'Angelo. So hopefully he's back sooner rather than later because... Um, he was certainly in the line for for a big year, um, so it just sucks. Well, that, yeah, career, uh, career cool numbers, him, and we are literally, yeah, we are literally now with our third best point guard. So, like I was saying to on a, on another pod as well that any team, if they are like with their third best point guard running the show, they are going to struggle. If you have uh, not even Livingston, who's the third string point guard for for the Warriors? I don't even know. Your third string point guard is. Um, Sadoransky. If you had Sadoransky yeah. running the show yeah, um, yeah, right you, now, you'd be struggling. We couldn't sure. even we couldn't even beat the Raptors. Yeah, granted, the Raptors are very good, very good at the moment. Um, we couldn't beat the Raptors with um, Fraser running the uh, running the show at the point, which is understandable um, without Wall there. How have we turned this into a conversation about Wizards, mate? I blame you. You always do it. <laughs> you brought it up. It was that's mate. That's your fault. Anyway. I said Sadoransky. That doesn't mean we started an entire conversation about the Wizards. It sucks. It sucks about D'Lo. Uh, obviously, he was uh, having a career year. He looked revitalized under uh, Coach Kenny. Um, which is, again, man, th- this podcast is a bit depressing. <laughs> What's going on? Except for Robert Covington getting paid. Good, good on him. Well, there's money and there's injuries. It's the way of life, Nicholas. It's the it's the American way. It's another another money. important uh, American thing is diet, mate. Food, but not so much <laughs> this one. Uh, Bleacher Report posted a feature article on how the vegan diet is changing NBA, is changing the NBA and its players. Kyrie even credited the diet to the Celtics' hot form. Once you're awake, you don't see that stuff anymore. Oh my God. Shut up! He's so prophetic, isn't he? He's he's so philosophical. He's a modern day Gandhi. He truly <laughs> is. Shut up! Just because he uses the word woke and wake in his like every third sentence doesn't mean he's a modern day. Could you imagine like the Dalai Lama tweeting out, um, "Compassion and empathy is the key to success and happiness." Stay woke. Hashtag like, stay that woke. That is basically. <laughs> Kyrie is basically a walking like stay woke meme. It's we need annoying. to get like, the Dalai Lama on Twitter. Like I, he would he come out with some. Fu- it, is he? 
Oh man, I need. Yeah, to, I, I need, follow him. I need to follow him. I like every single one of his tweets. Does he? While does you're... he? Does he do some fire stuff? Does he post some I'll fire stuff? I'll read his last one while you talk about, Nick, if you've ever tried going vegan or if you've ever tried going vegetarian while I look him up. Not at all. Um, would, you, would you go for it just to give the see how your body reacted to a bit of a Kyrie style? If I was a professional sportsman, then yeah, sure. Um, I've got a friend who um, is vegetarian. And... You know, certain stigmas about these um, diets are completely untrue. Obviously, you can do veganism and vegetarianism um, very, very healthily. Um, your body is not missing out on any key nutrients so long as you do it properly. Uh, you can't... Well, it's like with any diet. You can't just go vegetarian and then eat chips all day. You know, that's, that's <laughs> not going to work. I can. <laughs> Shut up, you skinny-ass <laughs> bitch. Um but yeah, I've had a uh, I've got a friend who's a vegetarian and his diet is very good. Like there's a a lot of and I've been to like vegetarian and vegan restaurants. You can there's a lot you can do with beans, mate. Like there's a <laughs> beans. There's a lot uh. you could do with beans and I I could go vegetarian. I could. Yeah. I could eat happily. However, I don't want to be put in a situation, I saw this all over Europe, because I travelled with this vegetarian mate, and he could not eat at so many places, and I don't want to be sort of cornholed into that, where I make a commitment to go vegetarian, and then everyone goes to meat-eating places, and then I have to eat something crap off the menu, for example. Yeah, no, that's a fair call. I mean, I'm, I tried it for one week, just going vegan, and like, because my body reacted in a way, I didn't have like a lot of energy. I felt like quite lethargic. Mm. Now I'm sort of doing it a little bit anyway. Like this week, I've basically had two veg, like two or three vegetarian dinners and lunches and stuff. So I've eaten vegetarian pretty much every day. And like I'm feeling better because, like you said, Nick, I love me a good black bean. Black beans are one of the better beans. What's your favorite bean, by the way? Whatever the bean is in baked beans, but that's probably because it's full of sugar. <laughs> All right, uh, before we move on to the next topic, Nick, I've got some fire tweets from you from the Dalai Lama ooh, himself. Ooh, please do. We can change our minds. We don't have to give in to anger and hatred. Since compassion and anger cannot coexist, the more we cultivate compassion, the more our anger will be reduced. Dear Lord, oh, make this man the president. Please. How do you spell Dalai Lama? D- <laughs> All right, while you're looking him up, I'll, I'll D-A-L-A-I and then Lama. Like, you know, the Lama, the, yep. the animal. Got it, mate. Two L's. All right. So, uh, moving on. While Nick is uh, enlightening himself, Clay Thompson signed the toaster last year. <laughs> That's a really weird comparison, a really weird segue. Um, but yeah, Clay, Clay Thompson signed a toaster last year, which led the Warriors on a nice winning streak. Now, at a recent store appearance, Giannis Antetokounmpo signed a frying pan for a fan. Nick, I've got two questions for you. What is the next kitchen item a player will sign? And two, are the Bucks going to win the NBA championship now? Well, if recent history has anything to show, then yes. Yes, they will. Um, though it's not a toaster. I, don't th- I, I, I believe that toasters are very, it's a very powerful object. It's, it's not quite so if, a frying pan. However, that is a very... I, I, I want to see that. I want to see inside the frying pan. As for the next um, kitchen utensil, hmm, 
I reckon a walk. Yeah, I was gonna walk. A walk's a walk's a bit big, but yeah, well, that's what like, makes it even more ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking maybe like a, a deep fryer. like a blender. Oh yeah, a blender, blender. deep fryer, um, a slow cooker, a washing machine. I mean, <laughs> a, a, dish, a, a dishwasher, a dishwasher. <laughs> Imagine, imagine someone brings a washing machine to to like a media day, or one of those uh, like mini hey, ovens. Hey LeBron, can you sign my Easy Bake oven? <laughs> <laughs> um, we we've started off absolute fire, Nick. Should we get to our DP of the week, or do you want to have a break to enlighten yourself further from the oh, Dalai Lama? I, I kind of want to read some Dalai Lama tweets. We'll be back. All right, uh, we'll be right back once Nick is when we're back. Uh, Nick is going to be. Uh, in, have in full enlightenment. You're listening to JBT Podcast. Make sure you give us a like on Facebook. I don't like formality. There's no formality when we're born and none when we die. In between, we should treat each other as brothers and sisters because we all want to live a happy life. This is our common purpose and our right. Slow clap, mate. That was that was beautiful. Well done. That's a tweet there from the uh, Dalai Lama. He's a beautiful Funnily man. Enough, that is that is amazing. The, fir- the first person that comes on, like when it says followers, you may know the first person there is Kyrie Irving. <laughs> what? <laughs> See, I, I, like, mine's actually mine actually made sense once I started following the Dalai Lama. I was like, oh yeah, Barack Obama. Okay, that makes sense. Like in the suggested, Pope Francis. Yep. Suggested makes sense. Yep. What the hell are you getting Kyrie Irving for? Well, I, 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 I can see that, but you definitely because they're both woke, Nicholas. Exactly. That's why they're, they're both, both woke. very woke. Let's uh, let's continue here. As much as I'd like to do a uh, segment on Dalai Lama tweets, that should be an off-topic, man. That <laughs> God damn, <laughs> right, that, would a, that would be amazing. Um, uh, we've got the uh, Busing Manuel scale. So for those who are new to the program uh this is where jack and i have coined a little scale where we rate nba rumors trades anything really on a scale of fact to alternative fact uh so curry responded to questions about facing the celtics again in june saying that it is very very likely right now steph is right the celtics will make the nba finals mate where are you rating this one on the scale Oh, this one's tricky, Nick. If you had asked me before the season, I wouldn't have even given it close to a fact, but I'm starting to believe it. I'm going to give it a wiki. I'm going to give it a wiki. I remember talking um, I to you this about last week, mate, as well, when you, I was saying that Celtics are the best team in the league right now. Well, when you win 16 games in a row, you're doing all right. But for me, there uh, and Kyrie's performance last night made me believe even more because we were due a, a vintage Kyrie performance. Um, and, and the fact that they could beat the Golden State Warriors, albeit in an absolute slog, and you know the fact that they didn't really make any of their shots, um, like they were open shots as well. So I don't think, the as much as the, the Boston Celtics defense is elite, um, the, the Warriors were off. Um, so I think it's, look, if we're going, I'm, I, I literally think it's a coin toss right now between Boston and Cleveland, but... If it were to come to the finals, I'd say Boston has a better chance just because of their their, their stifling defense. Whereas the Cavs have the opposite of stifling; it is Gniflitz, which is 
stifling backwards, by the way, Nicholas, in case you... Gnifflets. Gnifflets. That is amazing. That is, that is my new favourite word. That is stupendous. So, that is great. <laughs> they have the most gnifflets, uh, in the um, gnifflets defense in the NBA. But yeah, so I, I'm giving it a wiki just because the the Celtics. Um, I, I'll be leaning towards the fact if um they continue their form going into April. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been high on the Celtics since the start, really. Well, since they started that massive run that they're on at the moment, and I. I was having a conversation with a friend that was saying, will this run... He said that this this run won't continue. And you tend to default to that because in NBA, things can change on a dime. Um, yeah. However, I don't think that there is a more drilled team in the league than the Boston Celtics right now. They can win with Kyrie. They can win without Kyrie. They can win without Kyrie and Horford. They yeah, can, they just, pretty... they can just win. And k- keynotes, Marcus Morris is very, very underappreciated. Not very underrated, but he's underappreciated. His box score doesn't yeah. tell a lot of stories, but he's like Marcus Smart. What he can influence on a game is incredible. Jalen Brown is putting up the box score. He's amazing. And Jason Tatum as well is an incredible rookie. With all of these pieces together, it is just a fantastic, fantastic unit. And, um, and yeah, they're just an extremely well-drilled team, which is why I don't think that this uh, streak will end anytime soon. I think that they will easily make the one spot in the uh, East. So I am putting this as a hashtag fact. Ooh, I like it. Off the fence. Hot takes. For the record... For the record, though, I think their their run is going to end soon. I think they've got um, Miami and Detroit in their upcoming schedule. I think tough they'll games, drop, tough games. Yeah, they'll drop one of those just because it, it won't be like one of the like superstar teams like Cleveland hmm. on Christmas or something. It never usually I think it is, might be yeah. Like, yeah, um, it might be one of those lesser teams because they could barely beat the... the it took them to get to overtime to beat the, the Mavericks. So, I mean, that's saying something. But hmm. speaking of... Uh, the Cavaliers, Nicholas. Uh, LeBron James needs to play less minutes. Where does this go on the music, my Moscow? Um, he is averaging thirty-eight point one a game right now, it's highest in the league. Um, hashtag. That is an extremely good question. Um, I might give this a Wikipedia because there is definitely some truth to it. Um. But I think that he's LeBron. Like, he he takes care of his body better than anyone in the league. He is old, which is a worry, and he needs to be ready for when playoffs hit. But they need him now. The Cavs need him now. And they're in a good place at the moment. I think they're at 9-7 and seven or 10-7, and seven, I believe, if I can get my standings up. I don't know where they are. Um... Yeah, but they're in seven. yeah they're in a they're in a decent spot at the moment. Um, they're obviously in playoff. Um, if the season were to end right now, they they're in the playoffs. And LeBron needs to get himself right for um, for the playoffs. I think when Isaiah comes back, that'll ease his workload significantly, and that's going to be the key. Well, as soon as the as soon as the Cavs can start playing without him, that's when he can 
take a load off? Well, funnily enough, Nick, I mean, um, against the Clippers, he played 46 minutes as they went into OT. But uh, the following game, a few nights later, I think it was last night, actually, um, against the Pistons, he only played 27 minutes. And they still had probably the most impressive win and their best uh, defensive performance of the year. So maybe Coach Lou has been listening to JBT Pod a little bit and and heeding our our advice because, yeah, I've given this a hashtag fact. Um, Look, I'm not saying... uh, lessen his minutes down to to 30 you know make it like 35 at least like those three minutes a night if you count them there's all these ridiculous stats about lebron how he's already played more minutes than michael jordan has in his entire career Mm. um the amount of minutes he's played because he's been to the finals every year for the past eight years Mm. like it's almost like another season in itself so um yes he is a superhuman nick i agree with you but um at the end of the day time uh time waits up for no one so i think he still does need to take care of himself but he is 33 um but speaking of a younger man our boy the altona boy uh ben simmons he is having the best rookie season ever nicholas where you got this on the music mail mail scale hashtag alternative fact give me some names it's just not true like he's I'm going to bring up his uh, stat line. I should have done this a, a while ago, and I should know it off the top of my head. I'm a huge Ben Simmons fan. Um, but it's just not as impressive as Carl Anthony Towns' uh, first year in recent history, for one. It's not as impressive uh, as Shaq's rookie year. It's not as yeah, impressive as Oscar Robertson's rookie year, who had, I think, Oscar, I think... Uh, Robertson put up like 30 and 10 in his rookie yeah. year. Different era, yeah. obviously, but that is still an impressive effort from a bloody rookie. Um, oh, he was born in Fitzroy. I was born in Fitzroy, Jack. Oh. Nick, you're, you're not Ben Simmons. You're not a six foot ten, sexy Aussie man. You're I was six... born in Fitzroy like Ben Simmons. With like twins. You're a six foot, you're a six foot nothing Dutch Italian something whatever you are he he is um he is averaging uh 18 points and 10 rebounds eight assists on pretty much eight assists so it's an triple double almost a triple double um he just can't shoot though it's the only it's literally the only knock on his game He, he you know what he's um uh three point percentages at the moment mate zero zero I've he hasn't taken never it. seen that. I've never seen that. Yeah, Everyone makes like, at least one. He yeah, hasn't made like one. Okay, if you go back to Blake Griffin's rookie year or Shaq's rookie year, as you mentioned, they wouldn't have made one either. But yeah, you, you make a good point. Shaquille O'Neal had a great averaging 23 this and a half. This is 2017, mate. And he hasn't made yeah. a three-point shot. But, How you know, he's still... Uh, sorry? doesn't matter yeah yeah how many is Giannis mate yeah, like the, these two guys are revolutionizing the game and the fact that the three-point shot isn't as important and you can still dominate outside of that and yeah in terms of names that you mentioned Kareem Abdul-Jabbar you could chuck in there as well the GOAT himself MJ I'd probably compare him most to Blake Griffin's rookie year because Griffin was out injured um his first year as well and then he came in and he absolutely dominated now, we're hoping Ben Simmons doesn't have the injury troubles um, that Griffin has, mm. uh, but he's got a nice partner alongside him in Joel Embiid, who is the ultimate troll on and off the court. But 
Yeah, I'm giving this an alternative fact as well, Nick, but uh, it doesn't make us love him any less. Of course, like, it's still an v- extremely impressive season, but, like, people tend to forget what has been achieved uh, over the past, uh, even looking up greater than five years back in terms of yeah. rookies. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Good stuff, Jack. Um, what's next? Jack? In three... Yes. In three years, I'm stealing your thunder here, uh, the Sixers will <laughs> you, be... I was literally reading yeah, I know, it. You're, li- you're, you're literally reading it. Um, but it's mine now. I'm, I'm in the spotlight. Screw you. Uh, three years, time, the Sixers will be Eastern Conference champions. Hot takes! They are hot, Nicholas, but uh, I think I need to cool down a little bit. I need to turn on a fan. Give me a, give me a nice, cool, ice-cold cola. A nice um, super I'm duper. giving this... Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. I'm going to give this uh, a wiki because Ooh. two other teams, I think, have the potential to be such. The the Boston Celtics, who we've been, we've been raving about, mm-hmm. though Al Horford will likely be on the decline, even though um, he's 31 or so, and, but his game you know, won't necessarily decline over time because he does a lot of really intangible things. Um, but they've got a really young nucleus in Tatum, uh, and Kyrie's only 25, Jalen Brown's 21, Marcus Smart isn't old by any stretch. Um, so they've got, a, they've got a nice young core, but then you can also chuck in the Bucks as well. Giannis is like 21, 22. Um, mm. And, you know, players around him, Bledsoe's I think 28, 27, Golden's only 23 or 24, Middleton's like 26. So... Those are probably your three teams. Um, and, and as much as if Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons can you know, maintain health in three years' time, boy, oh boy, I reckon Joel Embiid could be the MVP at that stage if he can somehow get his body right. Um, it's a frightening proposition. but um, And the thing is as well, going into this offseason, the, self, the, the Sixers have a, a decent draft pick and they're also going to have... Um, some nice cap space where they'd be able to almost pick up a max player. So if they could pick up someone like an Avery Bradley, uh, a Paul George, can you imagine? Like that, that they're going to be some a scary, scary sight. So uh, I'll give this a wiki because I like it, but I'm not convinced enough just yet. Um, I'm going to give it a hashtag Twitter fact because I am less convinced on it than you. Um, so. First of all, injuries are going to kill them, and someone as big and just big, I really can't think of another <laughs> certain synonym, as good, Joel good, Embiid, like, people aren't supposed to be that big <laughs> and that move big. that well. Like, it is, a, it is a complete anomaly to me how Porzingis is not injured at the moment. Like, how is someone is that big, big move that well? That's with, why they play basketball. Well, well that's right. Um, but with <laughs> the injury history that Joel Embiid has had, it's not like I cannot see him just getting better. He's not just going to get better. Like, Good Lamar Odom did not ball. just get better. Like, yeah. and another big man as well. Obviously, there are, there are big men who are obviously still in this league. But once you've had that consistent injury woes, I mean, he's on minutes restriction at the moment, and he still went out, and even in his second season, 
first season? First season. In his first season, this is his second season, he had a minutes restriction coming in and still got injured. He played 30-something yes. games in four years yeah. of basketball. Yeah, look, I hear you, Nick. I hear you. But, like, at some stage, the only way is up. And in three years' time, who knows? Like, his body won't, may not be 100% right. But, like, look at him this year. Would you have a 60-game version of Joel Embiid in three years' time? Maybe even 65 by that stage because his body might have matured. He might be able to keep up with the rigors of an 82-game season a little bit better. Um, I see, and the fact that he's got Ben Simmons, who is just another worldly athlete, and you know Magic Johnson and LeBron reincarnate almost. Um, I, I just really like what they've got there. And I'm back in another Aussie, the Aussie coach in Brett Brown as well. Um, I just really like what Philly have. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I hear your tentativeness and, and I hear it. And I'm, I'm sticking with my wiki, but I, I can understand why you've gone with the, the Twitters. I just don't think that they can sustain that. Believe me. Through Believe. a playoff You can't put your eggs in a broken basket and then expect them to last the whole trip. It's a bad do analogy. Do not trust the But um, <laughs> I, I do not. Not, a, not when the... Celtics and the Bucks and the Knicks, like oh, there are so many good teams up and coming, and the the Knicks the, aren't going to be better than the Sixers. Nick, come on, uh, New York market, and who doesn't want to play with Porzingis? Y- yeah, but like they've got that, that many dead. Con- I actually, guess, come to maybe, think of it, but that entire division is going to be so good, except for the Nets. Yeah, it'll be fire. It'll be like, fire. No, no offense to the Nets, but you got Boston. New York, Raptors, and the other team we've been talking about. The, <laughs> oh, the Philly, the- Philly, of course, yeah, Philly. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a that's a good division. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard to uh, win the, that one. But no, if for me, it's um, Boston in three years, definitely Boston. They've they've just so, all right. Just I guess so Nick, hopefully we're doing JBT pod in three years time, so we can revisit oh, true. our. T- our- episode 2.6 to see who was right but uh in more immediate terms nicholas Mm -hmm. focusing on this year we might be able to revisit this one the charlotte hornets won't make the playoffs what you got um i think it's a definite hashtag fact or fact that confident i am that confident um you see, obviously, the Raptors are having a, 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 an incredible, incredible season. Pistons have done otherworldly crap. Um, and then you've got teams like the Pacers, the Bucks, the Knicks, the Sixers, all threatening those lower uh, playoff spots. There's just not a spot yeah. for the Hornets. Seven and nine at the so, moment. I don't know what their streak uh, is at the moment, but they, they're they, on the- they're not winning. They're games, on a two-game winning streak. So they're on a two-game so winning streak. So they're so they're heading up. So they were in a lot worse territory. It's just it's not really a knock on the on Charlotte per se. It's more the East is looking a lot better than a lot of people thought it was going to be looking. Yeah, five thirty-eight um, posted an article um, today saying that right now the East are at um, five hundred and forty. Um, 540 or 520 in terms of the their winning record against Western Conference teams. Now, that will obviously even out because mm. I think the same trend happened 
two years ago from memory um check the article out um tell me if i'm wrong um but yeah and that evened out throughout the season but i think um this trend may continue but i, I I'm, I'm with you nick I'm, I'm giving this a hashtag fact but anyone from you know six to 12 could probably sneak in for a playoff spot because you've got the knicks the sixes the paces the bucks the magic the hornets the heat the only real lock there you would say is the bucks but even them they're at 500 right now and they're mm. not even in in the eight um so and we expect probably maybe the Knicks to taper off a little bit. Porzingis um, hasn't really had a a full eighty two game season to to date. Um, the Sixers, um, you know, you've you've mentioned uh, your misgivings about them. The Pacers have been playing quite well. I think mm-hmm. they're they are quite likely. I think they might scrape in for an eighth spot. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a dogfight come the end of the season, Nicholas. So I think the Hornets do miss out yet again, despite the fact that yeah. I had them in the, I had them in the preseason sneaking in. I don't think I, I don't think I did. I've, I've, I've been pretty low on Charlotte forever. I, I, I think. Kemba Walker though. He is an amazing Kemba. talent. Star. But he's not, it's, it's just not good enough. I mean, look at the, look at the Blazers. Look at that backcourt. They underachieve They're- every year. Yeah, but right year. now they're like, like right now fifth they're fifth. And, yeah, like the fourth actually equal fourth. Yeah, you're right. Ten and seven. Yeah. They're doing really well. Just as a side note, how much did Pacers win that trade? Like that is incredible. OKC is oh. seven and nine at the moment. Oh, oh come on, early, below five hundred, and the Pacers yeah, are but- balling. All the deep and Sabonis yeah. look re- revitalized. It's it's great. I love it. All right, Nick, we'll revisit this come the postseason when yeah, OKC true. are probably making the Western Conference Finals. Um, uh, look, I-, I think it'll happen for them. And, you know, OKC, by the way, uh, they're-, they're just losing close games and their defense has been outstanding, um, but their offense has just been very lackluster. Mm. Um, but, all, but you know, that- that'll turn around. But last one, Nicholas, speaking of the playoff standings, um, we were just chatting about this, actually. The teams that are currently in the Eastern Conference player standings will not change. That is in. No new team will crack the top eight. What do you got for me, Nick, on the Busing Manuel scale? Uh, hashtag alternative fact. It's not happening. It's yeah, changing. It is definitely changing. Um, so who goes, I assume who goes that like, positions out? will definitely change. Um, yeah, but what team? The paces are out. The paces are out, but you yep. just like something. I, I love them, but the Bucks are better. <laughs> the Bucks are better. The Bucks are just better than the Pacers, but the Pacers are very good. Okay, so the so the Knicks are better than the Pacers then. Um, I'm very high on the Knicks. Like, if you recall, I was very high on the Lakers last year as well. So, uh, my judgment's not always the best because I because I I take some crazy, I make some crazy prediction, bold predictions. <laughs> And if they pay off, you're like, the... yeah, you know, trust me. No worries. Trust the process. Um, <laughs> but the Knicks, the, the Knicks, I reckon will sneak in. I reckon you the, reckon um, yeah, the pa- definitely. Right. Heat, Heat have the potential, so, um, which means that the Sixers may fall out. But it, it could, it literally, it could just be a dice roll between the Knicks, the Sixers, and I think the Pacers have a more likely chance to move out. But someone's making way for the Bucks. Someone. Okay, so... You, you'll send the paces make way for the Bucks. More, more likely than not, yes. 
Okay, I'm saying the Knicks make way for the Bucks. Um, I you're like low the on, you're pretty low on the Knicks, mate. Nine and seven, they're doing look, things are doing all right yeah, in New look, York. They're doing okay. I just I can't see this form being sustained at mm, all. Like I don't fair. trust the depth that they have. Um, I don't trust the system that they have. I don't trust the defense that they have. Um, I don't trust the the heavy reliance they have on Chris Depps. I like Nilakina. He's um, a great defender. One of already an elite point guard defender in today's NBA. Doug McDermott's finally given them something. Tim Hardaway Jr.'s finally hit some form. Um, but the inconsistency of all players outside of Chris Stapps, and even Chris Stapps has come down, uh, back down to earth a little bit. He's still playing absolutely great basketball, scoring like 25 points a night still in the past couple of games. But um, as much as I'd like to probably see the Knicks in over the paces just because, you know, Paul Zingas, um, we, we both absolutely have a huge infatuation for New York and MSG. We even saw Pozingas live in, in the flesh, which was um, a hell of an experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll mention that as many times as we can on a pod of the <laughs> It was so, it was so cool. Um, but Nick, should we head to a break before we get to um, a really exciting Rookie Watch this week? Uh, lots of really great performances. Indeed we shall. Uh, so just on the other side, we've got Rookie Watch, JB Team of the Week. You're listening to JBT Podcast. Be sure to give us a rating on iTunes. People go to great lengths to look physically attractive, but inner beauty is a more important and stronger basis for lasting relationships. Was that aimed at me? Um, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I have a face for radio. I think I've said that multiple we, times on the, on this podcast. We I both have, have faces for podcasts. Have Let's hope we never loose. end up like the starters and actually end up on television. <laughs> We we're thinking of diverting to YouTube one day, but maybe we'll just keep our faces covered, or we'll like we'll do have like a paper bags bogey. over our heads, and we'll have different expressions. <laughs> we'll be the we'll be the faceless JBT wonders. Um, who have we got for rookie watch, Nicholas? Now remember, this week go one, two, then three. Right. We'll we, do one and two. We, we need a ride it like that. That's I think that's the more important thing. All right, all right. Rookie watch. So this is essentially where we uh, rank the rookies for the week that's just gone. Uh, on their individual performances and then give them a vote, one, two, or three, and then total it up at the end to see who wins JBT's Rookie of the Year. All right. So one vote. Kay Kuzma makes his first Rookie Watch appearance after posting a 30-point double-double. 30 points, 10 rebounds uh, in the team's fiery loss to the Suns. He's an incredible, incredible athlete, Kuzma. Yeah. His work the ethic Kuz- and his, his drive is, is just amazing. He's so fierce. So athletic. Yeah. I like it. Two votes. B. Simmons, no surprises there, is back on Rookie Watch. Uh, despite going to the club the night before his game uh, against the Lakers, he was still able to put up a near triple-double, 18 points, including seven dunks, nine rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, though he was overshadowed by Embiid on that night, who also had a career night. Uh, career high, 12 assists to go with 23 points and 8 rebounds in the team's loss to the Warriors. Um, in his other game, he had another standout performance. Uh, 27 points, 10 rebounds and 2 assists in the Sixers' win over the Jazz. So a nice, deserved 2 points there for... or 2 votes for B. Simmons. And B. 3 Simmons. votes... L Ball, I think this is his second three vote, or did he get one vote last week? Possibly, I can't remember. No, he got two last week. Uh, He got his second triple-double of the season 
as uh, Lakers pull out an impressive win over the Nuggets. Uh, 11.16 rebounds and 11 assists. Very nice there from Mr. Ball. I think LeVar Ball deserves three votes this week for trolling Donald Trump as well, <laughs> just quietly. Mate, are you on Are you on the uh, LeVar bandwagon? I, I jumped on just slightly, but I'll jump off once he says something stupid again about, like, you know, Lonzo being the greatest thing since sliced bread. Is he not? I mean, I believe. Well, you're obviously not a well, big baller, Jack. You, you obviously, you just don't get it. You're not a big baller. I just really like sliced bread, Nicholas. Like, <laughs> I, I can't oh. live without my Vegemite on toast. That's fair, that's fair. All right, mate, let's throw to JB Team of the Week. JB Team of the Week. Yes, welcome to JB Team of the Week. Uh, this is where me and Jack pick a fantasy team for the week just gone. One spot for each position. Uh, we'll tally it up all the end and see who makes the most uh, JB Team of the Week appearances. We'll have our own JBT, what was it, uh, All-NBA, whatever the equivalent of the NBA thing is. I should really know that. Um, so NBA, I'll start, yeah. thank you. Uh, so I'll start with the backcourt. Um, at the point guard positions, Boston saw old school Kyrie for the first time in the team's OT win over the Mavs. He posted a lofty 47 points, three rebounds, six assists, albeit an OT, but that's still very impressive, including 10 points in OT, uh, helping the Celtics extend their win to 16. So Boston are absolutely flying there. So Kyrie, well done there at point guard. As a shooting guard in CP3's return, it's weird to think of him as a shooting guard, but he technically is. In CP3's um, uh, return, oh, sorry, James Harden, back to his uh, old days as a shooting guard, MVP. His MVP form uh, continued, posting 48 points, seven assists, two rebounds, two steals, and a block uh, in the Rockets' outstanding win against the Suns. 90 points in the half. Who does that? That's just... The- God- yeah, the Rockets. It's disgusting. I think it's more. Uh, I think but, it's more alarming for the Suns than for the Rockets. Yeah, and then like more. the Sixers did forty-seven points in a quarter, and then the Warriors did it like to them in like the third quarter. As yeah, well. it was crazy. So awesome. Yeah. All right, yeah. man. You want to take front court? Yes. So we have at small forward the Dalai Lama. He has whatever our religious faith showing others loving kindness is the best way to bring about inner peace. God. Is that my, what I'm doing, Nick, or do I? Do basketball play. I think you're doing basketball stuff. But keep the Dalai Lama quotes coming. I love it. <laughs> um, I'll give you one more. Uh, whatever, what we need today are universal values based not on faith, but on scientific findings, common experience, and common sense. Buddhism Preach, is Dalai. amazing. Preach, Mr. Lama. Such a peaceful... Um, Love him. But speaking of awesome individuals, LeBron James had his 10th double-double of the season, posting 39 points, 4 of 9 from 3, 14 rebounds and 6 assists in the Cavs' win over the Clippers. Mm, King's At baller. the powerful position, he, he, well, he's, a, he's a big baller. We know, we know LeBron's a big He's a big baller. At the power forward position, Giannis continued his stake for the MVP uh, with a standout performance against the Grizzlies. 27 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 blocks, and 2 steals. And at the center position, my, oh, my, oh, my, did Joe Well Embiid have a night 
in the Sixers win over the Lakers. He bullied the shit out of Julius Randle. <laughs> how about how about this for some numbers? Forty six points, career high. Fifteen rebounds, seven assists, seven MFing blocks. That is, oh, he's just so so close to a quad double. Like I'm, but, I'm waiting for it. I've been waiting for it for years. I think like Nick's wanting want for the quad double is like the how the starters really want to see just wedgies. We'll, we'll get it for you one day, Nick. I, I think it's less likely that you'll see a quad double than they see or like fifty wedgies or whatever it is. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, uh, Joel Embiid, first ever player in NBA history to post such a stat line, which is pretty ridiculous. But the fact that uh, it, it's he's insane, it's uh, astounding, and we will get to a break nicholas and do we want to hit up some off topics from dbs afterwards um we don't need to take a break mate we've only been i mean how, how do you need to go to the toilet or something because we've only been oh, recording well, for four minutes all right well then let's just let's kick into get it to the off topic nicholas why waste time let's let's efficient this shit let's go let's go i'm keen i love off topic let's get to it <laughs> how about we play the basketball what the heck are you talking about now the question is pants or shorts Sandwiches toasted or fresh. He just sits on people. That is complete shit. What? 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 What the hell is wrong with you people? Off topic. Off topic. Off topic. Off topic. Welcome to Off Topic. Uh, This week's Off Topic is inspired by the new Justice League movie. So, mate, we're going to rank... Where or we're just going to rank our favorite superhero movies. It's as simple as Let's that. Let's do it. What do you uh? Well, we don't have to specifically rank them, but let's just have a general sesh, Bants. as yeah. the kids call it. Let's have a sesh. We're um, not that old, Nicholas. We're like in our mid twenties, for Christ's sake. Mate, and I, I had my birthday the other day. I'm. I feel young. bloody old. I, f- I if <laughs> I feel old, you should be feeling very old. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. So, what are your favourite uh, superhero movies, mate? I think we can't we right. can't go past the uh, the Batman trilogy. No, not at all. But before we get on to, obviously, Nolan's masterpiece, and I think we'll count that as like one because, you know, they're all sort of connected in mm. a way. Um, what did you think of Justice League? I actually haven't seen it. However, uh, I've heard it's quite bad. I didn't think it was that bad. Like, Chaz has seen it as well. He said um, it was bad. Look, it's not horrific. Like, I think... I don't know if I told you or Maggers that, like, it's not as bad as, like, Batman, Superman, or Suicide Squad. I still enjoyed it, but the fact that Henry Cavill had a mustache that was CGI'd, CGI'd out. Was, oh, my God, I've seen the photos. It's so bad. It was, it was a bit strange. Um... But yeah, I, I still liked it. But you know, I, I think the the days of maybe the sort of uh, compilation of superhero movies for DC might be over. Maybe just stick to because Wonder Woman was great. Mm, uh, Wonder Woman will probably be up. Yeah, Wonder Woman will be up there for me. One of my favorite ones, especially in, in the recent years. We both saw Thor recently, which was yeah, the- it was funny. It was extremely it funny in classic Marvel, um, Marvel fashion. There was just they got a Kiwi. Oh, the oh, God! What was his name? Bro- like Croc or? Hey, boo! Oh, it was so funny! It was so it, funny! It's because they got the the guy who directed um, what we do in the shadows. He's um like 
he's got a connection with the guys from um flight of the concord so he's got that weird quirky well, he, yeah he which... did um he did um the the wildebeests the oh what's the, the kids move didn't he uh where the wild things are yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one where the wild things are yeah that's the one yeah he's got a and and because that sort of humor works with marvel that sort of campiness yeah i think that's why i i enjoyed it but, jeff goldblum was you know, just so funny like it was an incredibly make... funny movie but it wasn't yeah. good like obviously, it's not winning. It's not winning awards. It, it didn't have amazing CGI. In fact, the CGI was terrible. Some of the action scenes, I was looking at them, was like, man, that was really weird. But it was Hemsworth funny. sexy, but it was funny. One of the weirdest scenes. Spoilers. Well, it's not really spoilers. It's just one scene. Remember the guy who had the who had the um the rifles? He was just like double fisting yeah. the rifles. That's weird, man. He's an Asgardian <laughs> warrior, and he's got he's got Des and Troy because together they destroy i'm like oh that is so funny but it's so bad he was killing like undead things with machine guns no well Nick, no marvels no well that's what marvel does um the spider-man trilogy nick what's your favorite spider-man mm, number two of the um the toby Maguire series but like the whole Spider-Man, like you know, from Andrew Garfield even yeah. up to the most recent, yeah, Holland that one. was the the best one. Doc Ock was such a well thought out uh, villain in that one. Um, you saw the little little bit of a downfall with uh, Harry Osborn when he was turning into the um, his father's Green Goblin. Um, the only Shout real bad thing Franco. about the Tobey Maguire one, one, I don't think Tobey Maguire is an amazing Spider-Man. Um, he's not the worst. He's not the best by a long shot. I think, um, what's his name? The the new kid, uh, Josh Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Um, I was thinking like Josh. He's Holland. great. Yeah. He is great. He Fuck is amazing. an amazing Spider-Man. He's an amazing kid. You fully believe. And I think now that Marvel owns Superman again, sorry, Superman, Marvel owns Spider-Man again, you get those, the cross the cross world things so they can relate it more directly to the comics. And I think the best, like um, Iron Man was a very underrated part of the um, uh, Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man homecoming. Cause yeah. it, it just added another dynamic. And then his, um, what was this? It's not, it's not his, he's essentially his babysitter was hilarious as well. He was so bitter and sour and everything. It was a good movie. That was that was a very yeah. good movie. Homecoming was great. I I, I liked it a lot as well. Did um, you question? What are your thoughts? Did you like Ant Man when that came out? I haven't seen it. I, I've I've been. I was actually going to watch it on the plane, but then I fell asleep. Um, oh, Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd is just. I would I would bang the shit out of Paul Rudd. I would also bang the shit out of Paul Rudd. Do you remember him on Friends? Oh, I do. Is Phoebe's? Did they end up getting engaged? Phoebe's I think. Yeah, it was. They did. Clueless yeah. as well. Oh, he's just funny. God, he hasn't aged in like twenty-five years. Oh, I know. It's Clueless incredible. Guy. It's it's incredible. One of my favorite lines from um, Ant Man, and it relates so well because I have a Bachelor of Engineering. He's like, "Don't worry, I've got a Master's in Engineering. I'm gonna <laughs> get um, like what go wrong." And he's like, "Welcome to Baskin and Robbins." He's working at an ice cream parlor with a Masters of Engineering. I'm like, God damn, so truthful. Nick, you could you could do worse, my friend. You could do worse. Hey, I work at a liquor, a liquor store. That's that's all right. It's kind of grown that's, up. That's a, 
that's a step up. You I know, don't have you're to a bit wear more pink. I'd rather work at like the Ben and Jerry's that's at High Point because you can get some free oh, milkshakes. That is that is that is true. That is fair. They are tasty. They they are very um, tasty. One quick last one, Nicholas. Uh, the Avengers. Where where do you stand on the Avengers? They're not bad. Avengers two. They're not bad. I I I'm not into the whole MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'm not as in-depth as a lot of people are. So I haven't even seen Iron Man. Like, the the movie that really started the whole Superman revolution, along with the original Supermans and X-Men. Um, like, Iron I love... Right. Like, X-Men is one of my... Some of my favourite. Just Hugh Jackman, yeah, really. Are, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I would bang the shit out of Hugh Jackman. Like, yeah, Logan's awesome as well. Oh, yeah, goddamn, So good. Anyway. Um, so I wasn't as invested as a lot of people. Like I didn't see the Hulks. I didn't see Cap until after the Avengers. Cap um, Cap one's good. Um, Cap two is amazing, and then Civil War. You've seen Civil War, I assume. No, I haven't. I, oh. I haven't seen any of the Caps yet. Okay, so Civil Wars, Civil Wars, like the Cap movies are good. Like Chris Evans is is a good actor. I like him. I I yeah, I very much like him. Um, what I liked about the first cap was the CGI they put on him to make him look really scrawny until he went into the inja- uh, until he went into that little in cha- chamber where he got enhanced and then he came out this fucking ripped god huge goddamn it was very very good CGI um but yeah I I'm I'm higher on the Avengers than I would be on Justice League uh, Marvel just have a way of making enjoyable movies they not they may not necessarily have the same cinematic grasp as the potential of DC movies exhibited in um, the Nolan series in the Batman, um, but then their lows are very low, whereas Marvel don't yeah. get that low. Yeah, that's fair. What Before did you... we uh, quickly smash our DBS, mm-hmm. who is going to be the next Batman? <sighs> That's an excellent question. I don't know who's in the mix. Like, I like Ben Affleck as the Batman. Call me a yeah, but call like, me weird, but like, it's just the franchise that is just bad. Yeah. Not the not the franchise, just this set of movies. The franchise itself is obviously amazing. Uh, DC have done obviously very well for themselves, um, but they just need to ma- they need to make good films. Yeah, and I, I think. Maybe I don't know the the whole you know the whole conjoined thing with like the other superheroes. It's just not working for DC, and you know they need to focus on like you know whether they get they get Joss Whedon in and and try and sort of change the franchise and make DC a bit funnier, a bit more bancy like Marvel. Well, the um, reason the, the reason that's type. worked for the for Marvel is because they had the time to fully develop these characters they had their movies well before the avengers and then the avengers was a well thought out process yeah yeah justice league was rushed there's no jason uh, oh he of course i mean flash had a tv series i don't know if that's the same flash i believe it is. it's not ezra oh, miller's not. different there you ezra go great. i love ezra miller um so there was no backstory on flash there's no backstory on aquaman they only had a um like ten minutes. Yeah, they only the had movie. a um, a Wonder Woman movie, and the only Batman movie was Batman v Superman, which sucked. Yeah, 
And even yeah, Man no, of Steel was not great. So, like, Man of Steel and Wonder Woman are the only two standalone movies. Like, that's not yeah. that's not exploring the the, the universe eno- enough. Yeah. yeah, I would have preferred, like, a Flash movie because I really like Ezra Miller. I really like Jason Moma, but you still didn't even answer the question. Like, you what, completely what, went what, on another what, tangent what, about other films rather than actually giving me an answer. Do You asked if Who I liked the at? Avengers. Oh, who's the new Batman? Give I don't. Bat- I don't know who's in the mix. All right, so um, I'll give you some names. All right, all right. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. Idris Elba. Um, I'm going to throw in my boy um, Donald Glover just because I love him so much. Brings a whole new meaning to the Dark Knight. Oh, Nick. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was that was bad. I no, I can't but, say D- Donald Glover can't be Batman. He he's definitely he was, he's definitely what's Spider Man like after Spider Man dies? The young kid. Yeah, can't remember. Uh, yeah, oh, actually, yeah, no, true. Yeah, um, yeah, actually, that's a good point. But he's he's um, well old. He's well too old now. Um, I can see Idris Elba playing Batman, but honestly, like, I can't even imagine what he would look like in, uh, in, yeah. in the Batman. Jake Gyllenhaal outfit. is the hot favorite. Apparently, apparently, like they're saying that there's been talks with him and his agent. But I mean, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I love so, Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, but uh, again, it's shall... like. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. We'll wait and see. And um, But speaking of things that are basketball-related, let's uh, smash through our DBS, Nicholas. Drop. Steven, I like your hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut you. Bench. No, God, please, no! No! Start. All right, that's more like it. This is DBS. Uh, for those that are new to the podcast, here is how it works. We have three basketball players, both maybe past or present, and we have to decide who we bench, who we drop, and who we start. It is that simple. If you've got any for us, give us a shout-out. Um, these ones you may have heard on the OTG outlet. We, um, I, I did a bit of a preview with my boys, Nick and Corey. Thought I'd bring it to them. Um, we've got Robert Covington... Uh, who's been in the news lately and we've had a chat about earlier in the pod. Uh, Jalen Brown, who we also talked about when we talked about the Sixers run. And then a guy who has been iffy, but is now a max player, Andrew Wiggins. Nick, who you got? Drop bench start. Hmm. Well, I think you have to start Wiggins. Wiggins has what? shown... You have to start Wiggins. I'm I'm not doing I'm not starting Wiggins. You're not starting Wiggins <laughs> at all. No. Why? No. I, I would I would start Robert Covington. Interesting. Okay. Um Wiggins has shown like Wiggins is the most athletic out of these three players. He's also the least defensive and he's also the was the most one like dimensional player out of all these three. Okay. You raise some fair points. Um explain <laughs> so, I, want, I want you. I want. I want to hear your. I want to hear your side because I would have yeah, thought. Yeah, that, I would have thought that Wiggins. Wiggins starting would be obvious. But yeah, you're starting Covington. Sense. That's interesting. Okay. It makes sense on paper, mm-hmm. just purely because you know Andrew Wiggins has the highest probably offensive skill set of the three. Though mm-hmm. Jalen Brown is just beginning to scratch that surface this year. Um, but he's also in the past sort of two years where we've expected to see some improvement, some incremental improvement in other facets of his game. The only thing he's been doing well has been scoring. He hasn't 
you know, increase his passing game. He hasn't increased his defensive game. Even with the input of Jimmy Butler, um, you know, they're still struggling on the defensive end. And Andrew Wiggins has been emblematic of that. So I right now I I, I can't start him. I can't even bench him. I, I drop him just because God damn. I don't ruthless, Jack. I, I don't want Look, I don't want one-dimensional players on my team, Nick, especially in this modern NBA. Like, if you've got... Like, even someone like Devin Booker. We can compare Devin Booker to Andrew Wiggins. Devin Booker is starting to play and be a bit more active on the defensive end. Kyrie freaking Irving, who everyone said is, like, you know, one of the worst defensive guards in the NBA, is playing, like, inspired defense for Boston. Um, and if Andrew Wiggins can't play defense in the Tom Thibodeau system, then there's no way he can do it. So, no one can play um, defense in that system. I think you're singling out Wiggins for a whole team's deficiency. Yeah, and Wiggins is the biggest part of it. Like uh, Wiggins and Towns are the biggest part of it. Like it, it's it's I don't know whether the game it's it's a coaching issue or whether it's a player issue or it's definitely a combination of both. But I, I just don't like Wiggins' fit in the modern NBA in terms of like his three point shots. Okay, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Um, but he's certainly not a knockdown shooter like a Robert Cummington by any stretch. Uh, Jalen Brown is improving from that area. Jalen Brown is probably the best, has the best upside of these three. He's still only twenty-one. Yeah, definitely. He's um, he's only been in the in the in the game for uh, this is his second year. But second year, yeah. if so, I was picking, I mean, obviously, I'm starting Wiggins. Wiggins, I I feel is the only potential to take over a game out of these three people. Uh, I reckon Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown did it Jaylen the other Brown's night. Jalen Brown's two two years into the league. We've seen. If you yeah, want to go back and go through um Andrew Wiggins' forty point um forty point games, you can thirty plus point games. Like yeah, but you, you're talking about a specific Jalen Brown game, but you, well, let's talk about a specific Andrew Wiggins game. You know, he's had his up, good nights. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that, Nick. But uh, in terms of like, if we're if we're starting a franchise and I, and I want to pick players around this, I know who I'm picking. Like the, the, none of these three guys is a foundational superstar no, cornerstone. No, Jalen Brown, Brown would be the be... closest to it. Yes, I agree. Yeah. It really just depends and on how you approach DBS, mate. Exactly. We all, we all approach it in different ways. It's a it's a wonderful exercise for that matter. But <laughs> and and Wiggins could be too, but he just he just is stagnating in in all in most facets of the game hmm. like i can't I, I haven't seen any improvement in him in and uh, in, in any like in terms of his engagement on both ends of the floor as well i'm, I'm not sure um whether it's a, a mental issue or, or what it, or what it is but i just like covington he's um, that's why i'm starting him and, and just because he's the best player of the three right now the most consistent player um he fits into a team system that i would want um just because he is like you mentioned those numbers, Nick. Forty nine percent from the field, forty eight percent from three, eighty two percent from the line. Those uh, numbers that you that can't be uh, that can't be sneezed at. Um, Jalen Brown has the, a huge upside, as we've mentioned, but um, I, I don't know. I might be wrong, but this is just my opinion. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, I'm benching Jalen Brown for the reasons that we've uh, mentioned as well. Uh, he's got the best upside. I want him on my team. Um, Especially in the future, when I play him, but I, I think that Wiggins can impact the court, um, impact more on the court right now. Um, 
And then, unfortunately, <laughs> that means I'm dropping um, Covington. I think we've just gone in uh, reverse here, mate. So you've uh, a little bit. Yeah. You've dropped. You've dropped Covington. I've started him, and you've dropped. Sorry, I dropped Covington. You started him, and you dropped Wiggins, and I started him. So uh, there you go. I think that's the most the most different DBS we've ever done. That's fair. Um, just quick, just quick sign up before we end, Nick. Um, just jumped onto B-ball reference while you were chatting. Hmm. Uh, Wiggins is down on his points per game, but that's to be expected probably with the addition of Jimmy Butler. Hmm. Um, he's up in terms of his uh, steals per game, which is nice. So he's certainly a bit more active there. Um, but he's also down. He's up on his effective field goal, but he's down on his three-point shooting. Yeah, I mean, um, three-point nice. shooting has never, ever been a, um, a plus side of uh, Wiggins. Last year, though, he was at, he was almost at 36%, which is, you know, around that league average. So, um, that was, that when I saw that, that was quite surprising to me. So, I mean, and he's playing, obviously, heavy minutes. He's averaged, like, 35 minutes ever since he came into the league, 36 minutes since he came into the league. Mm. Um, but, yeah, he's not... Um, he's not doing much different. Um, you know, take a look on B-Ball Reference, um, all of you, for those uh, who want to take a look yourself. And if you think we're wrong, you think we're right, you agree with Nick, you agree with me, um, <clears throat> me. Um, you know, let us know on Twitter, um, at the JMNJBT, at JBT Real NJ. That's it. That's it. Well done, man. I think you did my uh, outro plug for me. Well, You've actually been killing the, the outro. Whole... You've actually been t- killing the outro plug uh, lately. So, uh, I'll, if you want to continue it, let's All right. let's smack it, mate. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, just as ever, guys. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to epi- this episode of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Blog Talk Radio. Love that place, and any decent pod center. And remember to rate and review the show because it'll help other people find us and to add to the conversation. You can get in touch with us personally on Twitter at JBT Real NJ is Nicholas and at the J Man JBT is me. Also for some awesome content, hit up at O2G Basketball where you will find my articles among many others and awesome other podcasts as well. You can reach us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash JBT Podcast or Instagram at JBT Pod. Also find us through email at JBT Podcast at gmail.com. Remember, it's you guys who make this show great. So we appreciate any and every post hitting our way. So until next week, keep balling, superstars. Oh.